Hello, Body Slams podcast fans, and you're tuning in to uh, Thursday Night Slam. I am one of your uh, analysts, Chio Frost, and sitting next to me is another compadre of mine. The other analyst. Analyst, he likes to be called. Analyst. Yeah, you got some lube for that analyst? Nah. Nah, 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 not at all. Mr. T. Reyes. What up, what up, what up? Also in the house tonight, we have the man behind Reap the Future, none other than Dennis Reaper. What's up? Hootie-hoo. <laughs> and last but not least, at the moment, we have... As always, you know, we call him the better Bernard because he is the Saint Bernard because he looks like one. <laughs> Mikey! <laughs> hey, 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 what's up, you big, you big lovable, huggable guy? How are you Dennis doing? Dennis is like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Is, is, is there something you're not telling us there, Gio? <laughs> yes, we cuddle all the time. You know, I had tell him, Mike. I had a feeling. Mike, you tell him. And, hey, he and likes the big Italians. So yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you may notice, our uh, four, oh, well, not our fifth compadre, the fifth musketeer, fifth horseman, whatever you want to call him, Austin is not here at the moment. He's uh, in route, let's just say. Okay, he was supposed to be here at the time. Actually, he said he just got in. Oh, he just got in? Yeah, he did oh. just Yeah. In. All right, well, technically, he's still in route because he's not on the screen yet. But as soon as he does, we will get him in the room. So, Austin, if you're listening, please take your time. Don't rush. We got this. Uh, We had a guest. Wipe wipe before you get in here. Yes. (laughs) We, We had a guest lined up for you this evening. Her name was Brittany, but she had to, unfortunately, reschedule due to... Uh, obligations, you know, it's and for those obligations, we totally understand. We go through the same thing, so uh, we will get her rescheduled. Dennis will be working on that. Also, Dennis has been steadily working on getting us guests for November and maybe possibly December because now we're gonna look, be switching. Look, I'm gonna say it this way this Saturday, I'm gonna be in Baltimore, right? And I'm gonna go through this lineup of people that are at this event. And I'm going to try to at least pull five or six of them on this show, okay? Uh, let me pull Ooh. this event up. Uh, it's called, I, I believe it's the Baltimore Crab Fest, okay? That's what I believe it is. <coughs> um, I know for a fact they have Will Osprey on the show, okay? Because New Japan Pro Wrestling is in Philadelphia this upcoming weekend at the 2300 Arena. And no, we were not paid for that. By the way, Chio, your camera is all fuzzy and blurry. Is it? Yes, it is. Oh uh, man! But I let you know now. Oh, uh, yeah, anything. I see it on. I see it on this screen. I don't see it on the other screen. Or what? Uh, you keep making those announcements. I'm gonna step yep, out I'm, the room. Not a problem. And I'll bring myself back in in a second. Yep, I'm pulling up the cards. So like, I'm excited. I'm excited for Sunday, Saturday. Okay, because I'm gonna be down there, right? So they got Will Osprey. They have Doc Gallows. They have Carlisto. A uh, Calisto. They have Larry the Bisco, The Steiner Brothers. Paul Earring. Uh, the Briscoe Brothers, 
Uh, they have the the formerly known as the Iconics, but now I believe they're going on Impact as yeah. Uh, uh, I didn't read their name. Um, I forget the name right away. I really do, and I feel horrible. But I can't wait to meet them. We have Nick fucking Gage on the show, and I don't care if I get flagged for the f word. But how's our can't... screen? How's our screen? Yeah, it, uh, it's better. It's better than yeah, what it's it better was. than before. But you I think it might be the internet, but we're it good. It could be the internet. And the name um, you were looking for is Inspiration. Thank you. Thank you. I knew I here's the thing. If there's anything that we don't know names-wise, the man next to Chio literally is the encyclopedia of names, okay? I'm I'm gonna call you the encyclopedia guy. No, nah, don't do that, because if I mess up, that's my ass. <laughs> well, that's the funny part. But look, here's the other people. We got Mickey James. We got Rockin' Robin. We have oh. ABL, Carlito, Val Venus, Mr. Huge, Bob Orton, Gangrel, Scott Norton. Uh, we got Eric Rowan, aka for, uh, formerly known as Eric Rowan, also known as Eric Redbeard, JJ Dillon, Jackie Haas. We have Alondra Blaze. We have Jordan Grace. We have uh, Emma. Uh, they got Steve G. Wow. No Monard. We got Sergeant Slaughter, the Godfather, Brandy Lauren. She is all, formerly known as Skylar Story from NXT, um, but she was in one of those cuts that got let go. We got wow. Chelsea Green, Kurt freaking Angle, Wendy Richards, the uh, Diana Palazzo. Uh, we got the Beefcake. We got Tugboat. Uh, they have Enzo and Kaz, like Gilberg, uh, Sonny. And you can't why, teach that. Like I don't know why they got Sonny, because all she's going to want to probably do is, you know, sell some sexy... Uh, just nasty. Nasty! And Dave, I wish it was their lens, but it's not. The internet is, uh, is acting up all over PA right now, to be honest with you. It's unfortunate. But no, I am going to try my hardest to grab some of these for the podcast. Whether it's a That's a long list to try to grab from the buddy. Listen, it does not matter. I will do the work. Okay. I would have said Cody Vance, but I'm gonna have to back away from that because I wanted to bring Cody Vance in for the thing called Icons of, of Wrestling in Philly in December. Um but he wanted right. fifteen he wants fifteen hundred dollars um for that. And then on top of it, the next day is another event. He won another fifteen hundred for that. So he wanted three grand for two days. Unfortunately, for three thousand dollars, I I I gotta make money somehow, right? That's that's how this business works. I gotta make some money somehow. I can't blow it all away. Um, but my job is to get people in the show, and that's a day I have all day Saturday to pull in some of the biggest names that professional in wrestling has ever done. And I can say this, Kurt Angle loves podcasts. He loves talking wrestling. If I can get him on the show, I'll probably mark out. Yeah, I was going to say, you might be able to get him on then if, if he really loves I, I doing that. I, I won't lie. I probably will cry. I, I, I probably will mark out because I'm a big Angle fan. And like, I probably oh, five yeah. I think we're all going to mark out. I mean, how many of us are going to say, it's true. It's, it's true. Damn it's damn true. true. But, well, but, all, but that's all, that. Well, all right, gentlemen. At the top of the show, we usually do our announcements. Austin was ready, uh, supposed to be setting off to do our uh, to spill all the beans about our Devereaux Sports uh, 
team. So here I go instead. Uh, on Mondays, you have the, the Sullivan Squad at 6 p.m. Tuesday, the Old School Show at 6.30 p.m. Wednesday, the Combat Misfits at 6 p.m. Thursday, starting November 4th, we will be bi-weekly in November 4th. So, uh, yeah, so every other Thursday. But for now, for the rest of this month, you can catch us every Thursday night at 9.05 p.m. The Scrapple Boys are currently on hiatus, which they usually be on Saturdays at 9 a.m. And on Sunday, The Gobbler Inc. at 9 a.m. Combat Misfits once again at 10 a.m. And Breakfast and Body Slams will be starting uh, at 11 a.m. November 7th. This is only a trial period, probably for uh, these uh, two months uh, after uh, for 2022. And we're going to we're, we're going to see how our Sundays go. Uh, if they don't go the way we think it might go, we'll probably switch back to Saturdays. So I'm just putting that out there. So this is a test run for these next two months for November, December. And if it doesn't go accordingly, we will switch back to Saturdays. So. And don't forget about our pop-up pipe bombs, which can happen anytime, anywhere, with anyone. So we could be here in the studio, and someone else can be on the road, on location, in the field, such as you got to see plenty of times with Dennis Reaper. Uh, and let's not forget about our podcast affiliates. Backstabbers. We have Tornado Podcast with Anthony Blackwell and Annie Heather. We had 2300 Podcast, Wrestling Podcast, excuse me, with uh, Dave Keener, Davey Richards. We have Conversaciones with La Lucha Libre with Daniel Mercado and Emmanuel Berrios. Uh, if these people didn't get that in the beginning, he said Backstabbers. Backstabbers is uh, a wrestling podcast. They are our newest affiliate Uh we will get him trained in in in, in, in plugging you. It will come, it'll come eventually, and we will make sure we eventually get Mikey to start doing announcements as well, especially the uh, conversation de lucha libre. De lucha libre. So, uh, after since we uh, had a um, scramble to find a new guest for the show, uh, Dennis and I was uh, putting our heads together, and I'll let uh, Dennis kick this off with the um, uh, guest for the evening. And we're going to have Mikey kick it off with questions then. Look, I tried my hardest to find the replacement, right? I mean, I, I looked at people at the OVW, AEW, ROH. I, I hit up everybody, right? But unfortunately, I had to go to the bottom of the barrel. I had to ask the least, most important, least favorite person in the entire world of Pennsylvania to come Sorry, on the T. show. Sorry, T. So, without further ado, owner of Pagoda Pro Wrestling, owner of some DJ company, ladies and gentlemen... <laughs> No, T, it's not you. Thankfully, it's not you. People would turn the TV off just as quick. Thank you. But we are going with Mr. Chio Effin Frost. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me on the show. Uh, It's a great, great group of guys you got here. Um, You know, this guy here, uh, just like 
uh, for Dylan Mesh. He didn't get me the um, the green M and M's either, either. So, <laughs> but he got me. He, he don't me deserve sheets. green M and M's. But he got me sheets. Cheap love. No, no, cheap love. no, no. Look, look. She didn't get the green M and M's, but he just got roasted in about thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> did he, or, or, or did I get roasted and buried him underneath? I don't know, but if I gotta say anything, I just that's true because you did say people would turn the TV off just as fast. I just pulled out a <laughs> Kiri and Dane autograph card out of a pack, so I'm kind of happy with that one. I'm just saying. All right, but, so but no, all realistically, Chio, it's awesome to have you as a guest. You guys surprised me the last time. Uh, we decided to would not wait and just kind of tell people that's what it was going on. Um, but I'm gonna. Hand it on on down to uh Mikey here. Well, just before Thank Mikey you. takes over, before you take over, Mikey, just to let everyone know, the comment and question board is open. So if you have uh questions or comments, please send them in. We'll try to get them up on the screen. We'll try to answer them. <coughs> and Absolutely. with everybody here, uh T, Dennis, Mikey, and if Austin gets in, uh they all have free range to ask me questions from top to bottom. Uh, I'll try not to sugarcoat anything if I don't have to. Um, if if we can get some um skeletons out of the closet, maybe I'll get some out, or, or some might have to just stay there. So, uh, yeah, Mikey, this is uh, this is your uh, debut doing the interviewing. So, uh, Bye, okay, guys. okay, Gio. So, backstage. So, Gio. Uh, take us back in time, as we do with everybody. How did you get? Uh, what turned you on to wrestling, and and what caught your interest there, buddy? Uh, well, that was quite easy. Uh, I'm about to go back to my grandfather and my uncle. Now, my uncle used to tell me stories as like between both of these gentlemen. Uh my love of wrestling had to go way beyond before I was like five years old or whatever, but, but, but before I was even in school, uh, my uncle used to tell me stories. He used to take me to the spectrum and, uh, and, and he'd be bouncing me off his knee while we're there. And he'd say, you're, you're, you're there cheering, cheering, putski, putski, putski. So, and it, <laughs> it, it, it kind of works out because yeah, I actually, when I actually, uh, uh, can remember, wrestling as it is i actually really did like ivan putski back then and and you know and and then i get bits and pieces because remember i was still young and little i get bits and pieces of my grandfather taking me out to the to uh the hamburg field house so this is going on like way before 40 years ago so i'm 45 now so before right. 40 years ago, I was in Hamburg Fieldhouse uh, sitting there watching WWWF. So, right, um, right. And I can remember the venue. I remember some of the old school stuff. And then uh, years later, you know, s- seeing it on TV, it was like a flashback of memory. So I give utmost credit to both of them right there. My pop. He wasn't my biological uh, grandpa, but in our family, uh, uh, when men or whoever uh, or or step up to help 
take care of kids that ain't theirs, we become instantly their fathers or or, or their pop pop. So so yeah, he was my pop pop, and just like now, I got my grandkids who are not biologically mine, but I'm their pop pop, and that's the end of story at that. You know, and then and then uh, my uncle. Uh, I got to give much love and praise to him right now. He's watching down. He's a huge Eagles fan, and they're playing tonight. Uh, we got it on the big screen sitting next to me that uh, we can just glance over and take a look. But, yeah, that's the two main guys that I have to give so much credit to of me enjoying wrestling. And after that, it just snowballed uh, just like anybody else. Um, you know, you're growing right. up watching it as a kid, you know, Saturday morning wrestling and stuff like that. Awesome. Just jump so, in. You ain't got to raise your uh, hand. <laughs> Mikey, hold on real quick. Hold on real quick. I got I got to touch on something. First off, Chio, you are a great grandfather. I will say that. Um, you bring your you always bring your grandkids to every sporting event that I'm usually at, like Reading Phillies games, wrestling shows. So hats off to you for that. Um, you're also not only just that, you're also a great father because your your kids are awesome. What's it like having your daughter a part of the wrestling business? around ringside taking photos instead of being like following your footsteps of being a manager or anything like that. What's it, what's that feeling knowing that your daughter is just as important role as you are in the wrestling business right now? Uh, it's, it's a really a uh, proud honor because like, like within this past year or so, well, after COVID and stuff like that, uh, you know, her work started to uh, expand. And uh, uh, now for being only 17 years old and still a senior in in high school, uh, her portfolio has grown. There's so many, there's so many uh, uh, companies out there are trying to book her but they really can't because she has to travel with me at the same time. So, but the companies that I work for, they're, they're great, you know, cause she's, you know, as of right now, she's, you can watch a lot of her work and my work, both on IWTV, uh, on, 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 on some of the shows, uh, like, uh, that I can name off the top of my head. Let's say, um, outbreak, outbreak, uh, violence and suffering, uh, pro wrestling magic, Invictus Pro, uh, what was the other one? Uh, Star Pro, and there were several others. But yeah, um, when you see certain ones, okay, that's my sound equipment. That's that 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 that's working the audio for to provide great sound and mics for uh the talent. But when you're watching it at ringside. You could see her around ringside getting those shots, getting those shots. And and like like I said, ever since we came back from COVID, business has just been picking up for her. Uh that's awesome. Recognition from talent right. has picked up from her, not just from wrestling talent, but also from uh Chris Van Vliet himself. Yep. Uh he he been posting pictures uh up and tagging her and like like I tell her about all these people giving her much love and shout out and it's like oh yes and super crazy as, as well mm-hmm. thank you thank you DB appreciate that uh and and uh 
you know, it, it, and for her, it's like nothing. It's like, eh, she shrugs her shoulders, you know, because she'd been around the comp around the business since she was seven years old. And she didn't start taking pictures till she was like maybe 12, 13. And she was working under the toolage of none other than Eric Pinhat. Yep. So, so Eric taught her a lot. She got a lot of advice from other, um, for, for photographers out there like, uh, uh, Frankie Kurtz, uh, Eric Schaefer, you know, and uh, there, there's some other like, like uh, Johnny Gee, uh, who else I can think of? Uh, oh man, off the top of my head, but yeah, it like right now, I feel like you know, she's not my daughter, I'm her dad, you know, like you know, people are gonna recognize her before they recognize me because I'm at the end of the road right now and she's still fresh, right? Okay. Fair enough. I look. I got it. Like I said, I got to give you credit where credit's due, but I also got to give credit where credit credit's due. Your daughter does take phenomenal photos, um, but again, it doesn't the 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 respect and how she treats business doesn't far, far fall far from the tree because she you know she's been around so long with you and you've taught her well how to be respectful and how to treat people and she loves what she does. She, it shows in her work. So, I'm not trying to tug at your heart or anything. I'm nah, just being nah, honest nah. with you, man. I feel a little choked up, but okay. Like, but <laughs> it's, the truth. it's the truth, though. Like, everybody respects you and respects her. So, again, I love that's why I wanted to ask you that question. That's the only question I had all day for you. So, <laughs> don't, just don't tell her that. She's going to get a big head. She's probably watching this going, hell yeah, Dad. See, they like me more. Nah, she's probably watching some YouTube and doing her nails. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, Mikey. You were going to ask me another question. So, yeah. So, uh, now going a little further, uh, where, uh, like, when did you actually start, like, getting involved with, like, uh, wrestling itself, like, like, uh, training and all that stuff? All right. So, here comes the somewhat skeletons or, or whatever. <laughs> uh, uh well it, some like names I don't want not want to mention I'm gonna have to mention anyway so um I moved back from Philadelphia and uh I'm on I'm living on the south side of Reading and uh there's a playground tenth and south and I'm on the block just chilling hanging out and uh walking up the hills this really uh string bean skinny lanky guy. Uh, with a bunch of the kids, and one of the little kids on the block, I'm like, "What y'all doing?" He goes, "Uh, we're going up and to wrestle." I'm like, "Wrestle?" I'm like, "Oh, cool." I'm like, "Hey, I love wrestling." I'm so, so I come up to check it out. Uh, lo and behold, uh, the guy I'm referring to was up there who was choreographing all this was like a 16, 17 year old Ray Torres. So I met him. We start wrestling around in the parks and and this and that. It was backyard wrestling, basically, but in the parks. Right. Me not knowing, I didn't know he was attending uh, Dio's Dungeon in in Reading. I didn't know there was a wrestling school to begin with. I didn't know there was places you can go and train. All I knew is, hey, we're a bunch of kids wrestling at the playground. This and that. Uh, once in a, sooner or later, he starts letting the cat out of the bag. Uh oh yeah this I'm like all right cool interesting uh end up going to uh they had a show at the pal 
like I right. so right. ended up helping them afterwards take the uh ring back into the school. Uh and that was my first um uh experience of finding out what indie wrestling is cuz like I said I didn't oh, only thing I knew was what I saw on TV and any uh playground backyard wrestling that I did before that it was right. We didn't uh fake hit or script when we were doing it in Philly, we were actually beating the piss out of each other. Uh, <laughs> seriously doing it. Me, 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 me and my friends really beat each other's ass. And then, and then, you know, like, uh, but then, uh, they ended up moving the dungeon from one location to another. I'm still hanging out with, with Torres. Uh, me and him were like, Thickest thieves. We hang out all the time. Um, I don't want to get into a lot of stuff that we did get in trouble doing. All right. So, like I said, that's some of the skeletons <laughs> I'm going to leave uh, in the closet. In- yeah. Uh, some stuff I, I should not have listened to him, no. which a lot of stuff is. Uh, yeah. that's but but around, around the school, it was more like I was a, a gopher. Uh, you know, uh, clean I, up, I watch this, the, do that. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, you know, and uh, I got in the ring a couple times, uh, you know, to check it out. Uh, the first time I actually got the really a real good bite of it is when they did a ring rental out in Hamburg. Speaking of Hamburg again, uh, and the only ones left there was uh, Jimmy Be Good and Johnny Rock. Uh, and they ended up driving me back to Reading, but uh, while we were there they let me bounce around in the ring with them. So Johnny rock and Jim good were the first two guys who actually got their hands on me in the ring to do anything, just to bounce around in horseplay. But at the same time, I still was not uh, a student of the school at all. Right. Uh, it wasn't until the owners split. Uh, they, they, they had a falling out. They went their own ways. Uh, and, Jeff Gripley, he ended up opening up uh, Body Slams Pro Wrestling Training Center with uh, the godfather of pro wrestling slash extreme, Damian Kane. So I started doing the same stuff over there. You know, go for, help clean up, do this, do that, uh, ring crew. Uh, and, and then I started training. And so when someone goes, I had to say, when, when, when Ray Torres goes out there and tells people, I put him in the business, I trained him, if it wasn't for me, he'd be a nobody, this and that. Okay, uh, you were 17 years old, 16, 17 years old when I met you. You didn't have a first match yet. Uh, you... You you wasn't even of legal age. You didn't have your own training school and this and that. So no, we were back. We 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 were kids backyard wrestling, and you just happened to be a guy who was out of school training. Uh, like I said, I didn't get. I really didn't get my training in until I went to body slams, and he was there too. I trained with him there. So for him to go and say he trained me, I can go and say I helped train him because there was a lot of stuff that he didn't know what to do. And where I helped him work on stuff. So it could be vice versa. You know, you know, I, I right. can say the same thing. You know, I helped him. 
But uh, were you shooting? Yeah. Yeah. Don't the old but, Kansas uh, Jack over there. <laughs> uh, if he wants me to give him credit for any kind of training, okay, I'll give him credit for he he showed me how to be a backstabber, how to talk trash on people, how to rip people's posters down, how to be con- conniving, all the negative stuff that has to be done with the business. Uh. Right. Yeah, I, I I seen that. I learned that through through him, but it's it's not me. Uh, one of the guys he actually um, like tearing down posters and stuff was a guy named Blaine DeSantis with Pennsylvania Championship Wrestling, and uh, I actually I manned up. I went to Blaine. I talked to him. I said, yeah, I I did that. I was and I said I was with him. I was with him, and I apologized. I said I'm sorry. That's I I told him. It wasn't me. It, you know, it, it wasn't the type of person who I want to be or this and that. And he was totally understandable. Right. He, uh, he, he got my respect. He, he, uh, um, I gained his respect for, for me coming forth and telling him this stuff like that. So, uh, right. so, but then throughout the years, it was between me and him, it was a love hate relationship. Uh, you know, we're not friends at first, then we're friends again, friends again, and then not, and then you know, uh, he's gonna go out and tell the same story as you know, the comment, like you know, Dave, Chio, whatever he wants to call me. Hey, he's a piece of shit, he's no good. Uh, he's gonna, he, he, he's gonna use what you can from, from, from you, and he's gonna throw you away, and this and that, and. <laughs> And, uh, um, yeah, it's just like, okay, you can go and say all this stuff about me, especially when you're spreading it to people who don't know me, who people who you, right. who you associate yourself with. Am I <clears throat> shooting here? Look, uh, you're, listen, you're bit. shooting. I'm just being I'm, honest, though. I'm not, I'm not trying to shoot. I'm just being it's, honest. It's not really right. when you're speaking truth, okay? Yeah. I want to say the same goddamn shit about the guy because I think Ray Torres is the biggest piece of shit that ever stepped in the goddamn wrestling business. And that if he got hit by a Mack truck, I would probably fucking laugh. And and <laughs> and uh and 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 the funny uh thing about it is uh for the last three years at my job, I mentioned it like like I literally see him for the last three years walk past my job. And I'm standing, I'm like literally right in front of him. And not once for these three years has he even noticed me being there. That's but how blind he is. I thought he lived in Florida. Wow. No, no, he, he's, he's in the he, running area. But, he could, he could but, uh, enough about him though. It, it was, uh, like I said, that's, that's, like I said, I, I, I didn't want to open that door. And I, the I door st- opened. The door and, opened. And, 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 and like, I still don't, I, I, I literally still don't, I want to tuck it back in now, you know. He, and, here's and just, more controversy. Who's your greatest tag team partner? Ooh. <laughs> oh, man. Talk about put them on the spot. T, T, hold on. Look at the TV. Look at the screen. High five. High, High five. Thank you. The hell with both of you. Uh, I know T wants me to say him. <laughs> I know it ain't me. We are like. Uh, okay, I'm going to have to go. Okay, number one. Number one, uh, I had several tag partners. Uh, number one has to be uh, JoJo, of course, with uh, Dark Carnival. Uh, we had a good five-year run. 
after him, I would have to say a lot of people might hate me on this, but it's okay. I don't care. Uh, it was Mike Marvel. Me, me and him worked. Me and him worked great together. We we traveled together, and we were and, and me and him together. We did good business. So I can't, you know, what what other people have against him or anyone else. You know, like I said, as long as I do good business and it's being in, in return to the same way. And uh, one that was an on and off again. It ain't me. I got. I was gonna say, uh, uh, Vince Bono. Ooh, I haven't heard that name in a while. Yeah, he is legit. He is legitimately my cousin. So I know. For, yeah. So people who don't, uh, uh, so you could technically say I'm part of a wrestling family. Because, uh, like I said, uh, me, my daughter, hopefully my grandkids would get involved. Uh, right. Bono, uh, his son wrestled for a short time and then stopped. And, as well as uh, Izzy McCoy, for people who don't know that out <clears throat> there. Yes, she is my niece. Um, so, so, yeah, and I also uh, forgot to mention, I also have a cousin who wrestled in Puerto Rico as well, but he's retired <coughs> a long time ago. So yeah, I actually, uh, it, it, like I never thought I would come to light and say, Hey, I'm a part of wrestling family. But technically when you think about it, they're you all are. family and they all wrestle. Right. Yeah, you are. And, 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 and pretty much, uh, I'm the head of the table. Cause I'm the one, yeah. who's, still, <laughs> I'm the one who's still going good. Even though when I'm not in the ring, Acknowledge I'm, still, him. I'm, well, I'm, I'm still doing stuff within the business. Whether it's not in the ring, whether it's managing, now working behind the scenes, doing other stuff as well, I'm still, uh, you know, doing my thing, you know, 27 years. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, when, when I started oh. training, it was great. I'm sorry, I got off track. Yeah, when I was training at Body Slams, uh, it, was, it was a great experience. A, a lot of great guys came out of that place, guys like Flex Wheeler, The Bad Crew. I think they trained somewhere else though before they got there. But it's, it's talent that I got to meet meet there. Uh George Anthony. Uh um oh man, uh, the list goes on and on. But uh yeah, I had my first match uh September twenty fourth, nineteen ninety-four. I was eighteen years old. I, uh that, And what was going first. through your head at that moment, like your debut match, like you're getting ready to Show off your stuff. Like, what, what was going through your mind? What was the mindset at that time? I, w- I was excited because uh, I had plenty of time, uh, even before training, just to get used to, uh, like, bumping around. And, like, and and while, and while I was around everyone, I got to, you know, study the business before I actually started training, too, at the same time. So I, I was I was <clears throat> nervous and excited at the same time. Uh, and, and like, I, I, I don't know if I can say I had to go to the bathroom before I went out because that seems to be the common thing, uh, right. which, which I think happened later on that those jitters start to come. But, uh, oh, I see Austin's coming in. I'm, I'm going to bring Austin in the room too, while we're here doing this. So... So yeah, so I was uh really, really excited. My dad was at my very first match. Uh, they had me work under a hood. I didn't have no boots at the time. I was barefoot. I had a singlet on, a hoodie on, 
And I'm thinking, what the hell are they gonna call me? And he and and Damien, okay, your name's Mark Star. I'm like, Mark Star, but I'm wearing a hood. <laughs> okay, whatever. I come to find out, uh, Mark Star was basically just a common gimmick name that you can just basically throw on anybody for the first time or whoever, you know, just just like I have on my files and my music oh, files, I got, I, got the, I got one song called The Jobber Theme, which is Guns N' Roses, <laughs> Welcome to the Jungle. So whoever shows up and they're just jobbing, I'm playing that one for them. Because if you notice in ECW, a lot of times <laughs> guys use uh, that song. Which is yeah. So that's why I, I didn't that I did not know that. Yeah, so that's why I say the jobber. Welcome like to the That was Bam Bam's song. Watch ECW stuff back in the day. Yeah. A, a lot, lot of guys came out to that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was about to say uh, that, that was Bam Bam's song, if I remember correct. Yeah. Yeah. So uh yeah, back in ninety four, that was my debut. Uh I got a I got a question here for you. I don't know if anyone asked I was doing a bunch of running around and just finally got sure. it. Sure. Um what was your favorite gimmick that you got? Throughout your career, Ooh. oh Lord, we here forever now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I did honestly. Honestly, I did many uh, transitions of myself. Uh, when I started, I had a flyboy rock or rock look. Uh, I had a look where I was a demented, insane guy, where I spoke to myself. I was part you of like, like a. Well, but, like, but I talk, Well, I talked to myself where I I I would try to cheat and snitch on myself at the same time, you know the voices in my head. So ah, uh, the, the, the 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 videos are online. I uh the the debut video is is out right. there. I could actually probably pull it up and put it on the screen, but over the course of the past few days, like, I was just sitting around on YouTube so I didn't really have much to do. And I was like, this guy Chia told me he had a bunch of matches up on his on his YouTube channel. So I went over there and I was watching a few of your old matches, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I did uh I did a dark carnival character where I was I painted my face, which I was in a tag team at, uh tag team with. Uh wreaking havoc with T Ray is. I was like a Puerto Rican gimmick. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so, it, so good. yeah, it, it was just a bunch of different transitions through myself. But the one, but the one that my favorite, which I put out on air before, was, and I, I put it out there because I don't care right now because I'm not wrestling. Is my sheet character where I wrestled under the mask, which I still had the outfit, I still had the mask. Who knows? He he might make a return in a battle royal somewhere. You never know. Uh, but yeah, I like right. doing. I like. I, I like doing the 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 foreigner heel gimmick that nobody likes. I make up my own language, and uh, you know, and you get those USA chants, or whatever. And I actually like that because it, it was like it was different, <laughs> you know. And 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 that's my favorite right there. My chic. Uh, if if you go online, you follow find him. Uh. Uh, Kalim Razali, you know. Uh, so yeah, he, um, <laughs> y- you can look look him up on. Uh, on the I was my gonna YouTube. say it's got to be a lot more fun to play heel, you know. Like, no, yeah. uh, I actually like babyface more because you have. To oh really? Because you can you have to work and earn the people to cheer for you. Being a heel is easy. You can go out there and say, "Hey, shut up! You suck! You're fat! Whatever!" This and that. Right. You get the people hating you. 
it's harder to be a baby face because then you have to work and earn it. And that's what I liked. And when and then besides doing the she character, uh for me myself, I like doing the plain, simple, regular Chio character, which I did in DTW, Damn Death Wrestling, as well as I did when I teamed with Mike Marvel. It was just a basic uh, Chio Frost character where, I, you know, I just tights, boots, you know, just there was no special gimmick whatsoever. It was a plain average Joe character, and the fans got behind it because it was one of them. The, the, me as being one of them, one, right. one of the people. So it, was, it wasn't nothing special. No. But those kind of characters uh, uh, work really well. I mean, uh, going back to Stone Cold, they, they, a lot of people can relate at that time because, you know, they were the middle class, hardworking people. And at yeah, the time, it we, was like, you want to, you know, so you being relatable to the people, yeah, they're going to take to that. Yeah, but when you look at it, Stone Cold, his his thing was he he's a bad MFer. Uh, right. The whole thing against the system. Uh, what everyone wanted to do was beat the hell out of the boss and this and that. So right there, right. there's the gimmick. There's the character. There's that. I'm talking about just a regular Joe Blow from Idaho. No real gimmick. No real. You're just going out there. Hey, hey all right, people. Get behind me. Let's do it. Come on. Get. You know, they could sit on their hand and be like, what the hell is this? Like, like who the fuck's this guy? The guy, can, the other guy, my <laughs> opponent can have a... You know, he got fancy outfit and awesome entrance and high-flying moves and this and that. No, I was just like your average Joe, but I got over. Yeah. What was your favorite time as, like, a manager? Like, you know, like, what was your favorite tag team to manage? Oh, my God. Uh, I can't say a tag team per per se. I can say I manage a bunch of guys a, a group right. of guys especially my best time managing was up in grand slam wrestling gsw uh and i i managed guys like sean silence andy andy header um uh it, we, we we had a group called the purge uh guy mark hart a tag team known as um ha- hollywood's finest I managed the Impeccables, the Takeover from out of New York. Uh, so yeah, uh, I I give much love, much praise goes out to uh, Grand Slam Wrestling because once I got hurt there from wrestling, uh, I pretty much almost like practically uh, uh, crushed. I don't want to say I, I don't want to say crush my spine, but it, the impact I took it it, it messed my back up. So instead of and so instead of kicking me to the curb, uh, they knew they knew what potential I had because of with my mic skills, uh, with the gift of gab, and uh, instead of like I said, instead of throwing me to the uh, curb, they they put my ass to work, and we worked. Trust me. And even as a uh, even though my back was messed up, even as a manager, uh, I I still bumped, but I did uh, those managerial type bumps though. You right, know, right. So, so it the, light, like, the lighter stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, like you know, I was like the classic hill. I was, I was in a suit. I was, I was out there in a suit. I kept it professional. I was doing a la 
Paul Heyman, Gary Hart, uh, just like J.J. Uh, uh, Dillon, all the business guys that are in suits, you know, and, 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 and you're going out there working for your guys, you know. So I, I wasn't being a, right. uh, a gimmick. I was just the guy out there. It's all business. That's what, And that's what I was doing. And fortunate enough for me, uh, I got to work with J.J. Dillon uh, where he was managed one team out in um, New Jersey, and he turned on the other team and went with us. <laughs> so, so, it, so, so yeah, and, and the video's out there too. It, it, uh, it's pretty cool. Who's your greatest rival? T Ray. No. <laughs> <laughs> my. Oh, my. <laughs> oh my God! My greatest—you know—he's also known as Pepsi Pat, by the way, guys. I don't know. If pe- you know that. My <laughs> greatest rival. I, uh, you know, when you speak of rivals, it has to be someone you have to work over and over again. Oh, say Vince Bono and many companies. <laughs> my greatest rival would have to be my most hated rival. Oh. And that would have to be Ray Torres. I'm sorry. Oh it's shit! Only because we worked everywhere for every, every company we went to, we were paired up. Uh, if I wasn't wrestling as me at the time as Kid Extreme, what they called me, or or if I wasn't working as the Sheik under the mask, he was either working as his bodacious pretty boy character, or he was working as I'm sorry. Am I going to say this? Ranger Seven. Under the mask. <laughs> so, but yeah. Even worse. So, uh, yeah. Uh, it, it was always me and him. We got to know each other in ring where we didn't have to call nothing. We just went out there and did it. Right. You knew what it. you were doing. Yeah. Uh, as far as tag team goes, my greatest rivals have to be. I'm going it's, to. It's out of two teams. Two teams. It's either self-employed JD Smooth and the Funky White Boy, or, or uh, the Nigerian Nightmares. Oh, we man. we we went to battle with uh, with JD and and Funky. It was more somewhat comical. Ha ha. We can do a lot more with them. Uh, but with the uh, the Nightmares, it was straight uh, beat the piss out of each other type thing uh same thing with another team we worked a lot was uh the gemini trojans the twins oh my god those guys are like two big muscle heads and you know we just pound the shit out of each other uh, for like those two teams between the nightmares and the trojans a lot of people did not like working them but me and jojo we we loved it we loved it it was great I mean, I'll put it to you like this: you're uh, you're you're throwing out a lot of uh, a lot of fun names that I, if if they hadn't been used already, people would be writing these down so fast. Listen, no one could ever pull off the Nigerian nightmares like they were. Um, God rest in peace. Uh, Aaron was probably one of the nicest, most gentle, scariest mother effers you'd ever meet in the locker room. The dude was like full. 350 400 and he would walk and, and when i say this man could jump he would get pull, he would flip over the top rope 
Yeah, he'll flip and drop a wow. leg drop on you. And drop a leg drop on you. And when he oh. would do it, you would pray to fucking God you didn't piss him off in the locker room. And and the thing was, Aaron, he did that for so long, even before he was a Nigerian nightmare, when he was still uh, Mr. Hood in the uh, Himalaya players back yeah. with Liberty All-Star when they were being run uh, down in Philly at the Murphy Rec Center by... Uh, Bay Ragney, even before that, I think, even, even I think before, before the Murphy yeah. wreck, yeah, but yeah, he was very agile for a big guy. Like, I, I love Aaron, like him and there, Chuck. If there was guys in the locker room, and this is before I met Chio, um, and, and there, I like, I have a list of guys that I would love, I love sharing the locker room with, and it was because of the fact that you could go up to them and say, Hey. Here's what my this is what me and my guy were thinking uh, in our match. What do you think of this is the ending? Do you, do you think we should change something or should we just stick with it because and, and it makes sense? And these are the guys that would be like, look, we were listening. I think you need to change that. Go a different way to get into that because like everybody everybody knows we're, wrestling is a choreographed sport. Okay, we're not going to sugarcoat right. it. Not lie to it. We, we are we are we're stuntmen, okay? That's what we are. We are stuntmen. Yeah. We get paid to be stuntmen. But it, it but with stories in the concept of we're not in a movie. This is right in front of your face, and we yeah. we need to make it look right. We have to make it make sense in your brain, okay? And it's Aaron was like that guy on Broadway. Yes, one hundred percent. But Aaron yeah. and and Chio and all of them are those guys to where. Again, this isn't me trying to, you know, kiss ass or anything. This is me showing respect to the guys that helped me when I was on shows that they were all about helping the younger guys be better in the ring. You know, yes, there were sometimes Chio would say, hey, I would do this and I'd tell Chio to go pound sand because I just didn't give a shit. <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> and, 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 and the thing that's funny, though, is like when uh, he, he said about me coming up to him, explaining like, and I... Uh, and I go and I tell a lot of these guys that, uh, look, uh, whatever I'm explaining to them, I say, look, uh, you can tell them, you can take my advice for what it is. I'm, you know, like I said, I'm just giving you advice, or you can tell me blow it out your asshole. And I and, and I and I literally say to them, you can tell me go blow it out of your asshole, man. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. I'm gonna do do what I'm doing. And they're like, no. They say, like, no, thank you. We appreciate it. You know, and I'm like I'm like, I say, hey, look, this is your match. You know, you do what you want to do. And you know, the 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 at the end of the day, it's your decision, though. Yeah. So and that was the thing that set Chio and a lot of these these vets back, like that made them locker room leaders for a reason. Is they gave you the right. advice that you needed to hear. Like when I came to that locker room. There was plenty of times that Chio and these guys knew that I thought my match was the drizzling effing shits. And I would go to them, and before I could even say something out my mouth, they go, why would you do that? David says, Dennis, stop breaking the third wall. Dude, the third wall was broken with that mass wrestler showing everybody back in the day how wrestling was done. You know, and then there was that movie that came out we're not going to discuss it, but Ray Alexander was a big part of that movie yeah. that showed you wrestling. But and then on top of that, you got the, yeah. the 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 movie. I mean the the TV show that's on now, Hills. They're doing the exact yeah. same thing. 
The difference is, well, a lot of there's some wrestling people that hate the show because they say it don't make sense, and they they go, "There's no one in that show that knows wrestling." Mm-hmm. Well, I know about half the workers on the show. Um, yeah, they know wrestling, just... but they're it's not the show isn't meant for professional wrestling. It's a TV effing show. It's like Arrow or yeah. L- right, or right, Game of Thrones. Like for the love of God, yeah. You know, you know, she was gonna die at the end of the goddamn series. Which, by, the by, the, by the way, good call out on on mentioning Arrow because Stephen Amell has been in a handful of like live wrestling matches. Like, like he has the training, he know he knows how everything's supposed to go, which is by the one of the reasons why they casted him. Aside from the fact that he had the look that they wanted. Well, he he's the one that is in charge of the show. That's what people don't understand. Yeah. He's in charge of the goddamn show. Um. But That's it's right, a good yeah, show for what it is. But back to back to Mikey. Yeah. Keep asking questions. Okay, Chio. So tell us about when you uh, started to learn how to do like commentating. Your first experience with that. Oh, man, I I started rocking commentating. Uh, let me see for IWA. Uh, I, I got, I got hurt, um, and I, I still want to be a part of the show. So like, you know, when sometimes, you know, when you're doing promos and stuff, the commentating starts, starts coming naturally. And I said, Hey, I want to jump on commentary. And, uh, and I did that with Carolina, Jim, me, me, me and, uh, Jim started out. The, I, I started out with him cause he was doing it way before I was. And, uh, T was there. He, he was there at the time, uh, with, uh, we did. I think I did one at Riverside, but the rest we did at the um, skating rink place out in the uh, Birdsboro. We did so, but yeah, I started there with I IWA. Um, then uh, when I was in DTW, we were doing all, all our own video stuff, and we did uh, I I I did the Joey Style version where okay, we're in the basement of JoJo's house putting the video together. And he's pointing to me, telling me what to say, and I'm and I'm doing commentary for the whole event. Even when I'm uh, working the, the the show, I'm still doing commentary, but I'm just changing my voice a little bit, you know. Uh, and th- then I did commentary for other uh, companies as well. Um, AXW, I did a little bit of commentary for them too as well when they were around. Um, Pagoda Pro, uh, me and Dennis did for Super Crazy. Uh, in that same basement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in this basement. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I did commentary for a, a bunch of promotions, but not not as far as uh, being a, a regular mainstay guy, though. I wasn't like, you know, I wasn't like the main guy. I was like like filling oh, okay. in here and there or helping out, whichever. How, how However I can help out, I was doing. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, but yeah, like for, for wrestling, I don't know where I would be at because, uh, cause, uh, after I trained and had a couple matches, uh, at the age of, uh, I, I ended up moving back to Philly for a short while. I ended up getting in trouble. So, uh, like, yeah, I was selling, uh, out there selling crack cocaine. Yikes. Uh, so I was young, dumb, did, uh, and, uh, I didn't cry about it when I got arrested. I did not cry. Uh, I, I knew I was wrong. I was my, my, my pop told me, Hey. Uh, if you, if you ever get caught up in something, don't come crying to me for a lawyer or anything. You know, you man up, you take the hit. And that's what I did. I manned up. 
uh, they gave me nine to 23 months. So I was at the house of corrections on state road. Uh, and, uh, and, uh and, CFCF? next to CFCF, oh, okay. the house yeah, of correction, yeah, yeah. the Creek, the Creek. Yeah. I, I'm I'm, no bullshit. I'm literally right around the corner from that right now. <laughs> <laughs> like I could literally step out my door and look straight at Holmesburg Prison from here. Uh, uh, yeah, we wow. were across the street from Holmesburg. By the by the river, we were by yeah. the river. Uh, yep. uh, one thing I can tell you about CFCF is when they first opened it, somebody ended up walking right out the front door. I don't know how the hell they did that. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And I'm and, I'm and I'm going back in this when I was there. It was around the blizzard of '96. That's funny. I'm not gonna oh. lie. Take hey, well, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. That takes a lot of balls to do that. Yeah, it does. No, I I don't know what the hell happened. I was like, we were in. You know, ours, which was next door to CFCF, and word got around. Hey, you, you're somebody <laughs> broke out. I'm like already, they just built the thing. They didn't like it's supposed to be, uh, uh, uh you know, uh, uh, all this great uh, um, stuff they have. You know, maximum security, whatever type shit. And here, yeah, it's supposed to be state of the art. And then here, somebody just walks out the front door. What the? F-? So, but uh. <laughs> So yeah, uh, I ended up coming back to Reading then, and uh, and uh, well, while while I was down there in Philly, I was in the halfway house and stuff like that. I end up running into Flex Willer again. Uh, I was down on Broad Street, and I and I remember him had this little red car. I don't know if it was a Fiero or some shit like that. He he ends up turning the corner, and I seen this little short black guy, and that's the only one thing I remember driving that kind of car because he was a little short black guy driving this little red car, and I just yelled flex. He he hit the brake, stopped this. I didn't know he was living in Philly at the time, at the time. Right. So so me and him linked up. Uh, you know, I I I got him caught up what what was going on with me. Uh, and then here he was training at Hawkins Gym with guys like. O-Dog and them down there. And like Mike Keener was down there. Reckless Youth was down there. Uh just like a list of guys of who's who was like there from the indie scene trained there at the at the at that gym. And you know, I ended up going down there for I, I wasn't there long, but I but I, I was able, fortunate enough to go down there and meet people, rub and, and rub some shoulders. I got to meet Trent down there. And and uh, uh and John and then when, when I came back to Reading, I started going to the shows here. PCW, I ended up meeting like Nick Burke and stuff. So so yeah, it was like it was love Nick Burke. Yeah, so I, I was I was starting to get involved with the Philly crowd of a bunch of guys. So and that was a really blessing get getting to know all them and then you know be becoming a part of their family. Which I wonder how things would have been different if I would have trained in Philly and not over here. You know, so right. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, uh, time time went on. You know, uh, throughout the years, like I said, I I changed different looks. I I jumped from uh, promotion to promotion, which you know, like you know, but at the time I didn't have a car, 
So I was like, I was just getting whatever came and I was still hanging around with Torres and he, until this day, from what I know, he still don't got a car. And uh, <laughs> we were just catching rides with whoever we caught rides with to go to shows. So, uh, so yeah, and then, uh, yeah, I was just... Uh, At least you made it out there, though, you know? Yeah, we were out there getting, you know, we're... I'm not going to say we're getting our names out there. I, I was... I more or less, like, um, uh, just, like, a filling guy here and there. Because I right. wasn't, I wasn't doing my own thing. It's it wasn't until I broke away from him, is when I start venturing out on my own and start doing, uh, my things and getting more bookings and getting noticed and stuff like that. I felt like uh, I felt like I was being held back. Like 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 it was all about him and I play second fiddle. Yep. You know, so I'm like. And he don't, I guess he didn't like that. He just wants to be the main guy, you know, front and center. And, right, and that's it. On spotlight all the time. Yeah. Uh, so, or, or I probably would have stuck around longer. He, he probably would want to keep me around if I, if at the time, if I had a vehicle to drive him around. So, but that's, you know, that's, that's the kind of guy he is, you know, you're, you're mainly around if, if you have something, that he needs. I'm trying to figure. I'm I'm trying to figure out how in the hell does he have money to run shows when he can't afford to get across town. <laughs> well, what happened was um, he paid people off. So that that's hey. but. Look, I, you gotta I, have you gotta I, have money to pay people off. Yeah, that's that's one. Like no matter which way you put it, to put it on a show, you have to have dough some way it, somehow. This man, his poor broke. How? Here we go. Here we one go. of one of the things is from what I got out is that you know goes take take takes out a loan, runs a show. If it makes money. He can pay back what he pays back, and then start and booking the next show. If not, not if 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 the show bombs and he doesn't make any money, then it'll be a while till the next show happens, and so he has to wait till he pays that loan off first before he can, uh, you know, get things going. But you know, so he's getting himself in debt to try to run a show. I I, I don't know about no, now. He's basically owing money to owe money. Well. That was the past. I don't know now. I don't know what he's doing now. As far as I know, fam, it has to be the same thing because he's piss poor. Well, as as far as I know, that I heard, you know that 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 he's working at like Amazon and he has his own ring now and stuff. So and he has his own promoter's license. So I I don't know what he's doing now besides me catching a glimpse of him walking by. Other than that, I really don't try to focus. On anything he does, I don't have him on uh, social media. I have him blocked. Right. The only time I ever hear anything currently about him is if somebody screenshots something or shows me themselves, or I just right. hear something. Hey, as soon as someone says, "Hey, your boy," I know exactly who they're talking about because everyone makes a joke about it because they always they they always to this day everyone calls him my boy. Hey, your boy. I'm like I'm like dude. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, look, no, he Chino isn't. gets so mad 
when you say that. Yeah. And here's why. Here's why, though. And I get it. When you get affiliated to someone that has been blackballed, that has been literally, I'll, I'll say it. I, I don't care who, who hears me. And I know there's people going to tell me I'm wrong for saying what I'm about to say. But this man is so against anybody. He's made homophobe things on the internet to where I shot at him and telling me that, hey, you, you should come and fight me to where I worked him in the ring. I didn't work him in the ring, but Mark Mess worked him in the ring and a bunch of other people. And this man almost had a, had a heart attack. Then the one day he decided he wanted me to, um, you know, shove him in the ring, even though he forgot that I have a beef with him. And I shoved him so hard. And I was a referee at the time. Okay. But he is so right. blacklisted that people that work his shows are hard to get booked on other shows unless you're friends with the promoter. Because I'll tell you right now, I won't book wow. anybody that works for this douchebag. No, I can't. I I can't. Honestly, I can't say that. It's not the people. It's not the talent. It's just that the talent don't know him. When you turn around and look, he's booking new people in the area who nobody knows really. Like people from other areas that are traveling in who don't know the like us or whatever. They only know what he tells them or what he or what they hear about us through him by him whatever you know so no, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the boys that actually do know him and know the story and they just want to work for someone because they want to get booked instead of having integrity for themselves and this business they just think of it as a booking like i won't work for acw down in, in maryland because fuck james ellsworth yeah well, well, <laughs> well, here's my theory on that, Dennis, though. I'm, I'm sorry. I might have to disagree a little bit, though. Uh, I actually, this is me. I actually encourage the guys to take his bookings. Go get booked. Make sure you, here's the thing, though. I say, make sure you get paid, get paid, and sell that merch. Get whatever fans that come there, get new fans to come and and you know see you whatever hey if his company does great fine hey that's great and dandy but him as a person i can give two shits about but but as far as the talent being there getting the fans to come see them and for them to get paid get noticed and get new fans to buy their merch and stuff i'm all for it so i tell them i tell them go take the book in take the book in. and i tell people uh it, if it comes up, do not let him know that you are friends with me because he might treat you differently then. That, right. That's why I say just go in, do your job, get paid, go home, whatever. Other than that, leave me out the conversation like you don't even know me or whatever, you know. And 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 if by chance, and I and, and I told a bunch of guys this, I said, hey. If by chance my name comes up and tra- and stuff starts being trash talked, agree with him. I-, I tell him that. I said, agree with him. Tell him, yeah, that Chio's a piece of shit. I I tell the guys that to do that. I won't. Sorry. No, no, no. I, I literally tell him because you know what? 
hey, like, yeah, I can I can understand that completely. Like, you don't you don't you don't want to potentially mess up the money that you're going to be getting. Look, yeah. So here, here's just, just, here's just the thing is, here, that way until and, until you see the payee. And, and and the thing is, you know, and 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 they laugh about it. They're like, really, for real? I'm like, yes. I'm telling. I'm giving you the okay to do it. Like like if he knows you know me. I'm like, whatever. You you and I know the truth. This and that. Just you know. Just, just make him feel special about himself, whatever. Just as long as you get paid and you're taken care of, and that's all that matters. Like, like I said, the fans are there. They, right. They're, they're there to see you. You know, they're, they're there to buy the merch. And, uh, like I said, uh, like, hey, if the company makes money that night, and and the fans come in, hey, that's great. But as far as him goes, as a person, which I like. Like I said, somebody already reached out to me and told me, "Hey, his life's going to shits right now." They already told me at the last, at one of the last shows. They're like, "They first thing was, hey, your boy," and after that, it was, "Did you hear?" I'm like, "No, I didn't hear because I don't want. I'm not friends with them." And it was nothing but negative shit. And they're like, "Yo, he makes it sound like he's gonna kill himself the way he's talking online." Like, "Oh well," I'm like, "Oh well," you know. I would have been his friend. I would have been there for him, consoling him. I would have been like, yo, bro, you want to talk this and that? But he lost that a long time ago. You know, like, right. I, I, at one time, I tried to bury the hatchet. Uh, he had a show. He was, he was uh, in the hospital. He couldn't be for his show. And I ended up going to it. I ended up going to the hospital. I like the, the, the look on his face was priceless. It was like, he did not expect me. His show was still going on. The talent was there. Everyone was there. And he did not expect to see me show up at the hospital while his show was going on, this and that. I said, look, you know, hey, look, look. I, I explained. I said, look, we're too old for this, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and, you know, and we tried uh, squashing. I said, look, whatever happens, I don't want to do no business with you. I don't want to do no beef. If we, I'm like, we had great times when we were younger. We laughed, we talked. Me and him pretty much almost had the same mindset when it comes to wrestling. But but with him, it's more a lot more negativity flows his way where it's all a, it's all me, 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 you uh, know, and it's everyone else's fault when something goes bad. It'll so, always be someone else's so, fault when something goes bad. So, it'll never be his. It'll never be his. All right, that's a All weird right. individual. Let me tell you. But <laughs> let's get off that 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 yeah. that, that, that down. Yeah, that nasty. Yeah, that down. Any any more wrestling related questions for me, gentlemen? Do you remember? Well, do you have any? Uh, go ahead, go ahead, T. Do you remember the first time you pissed me off <laughs> at training? No, I don't. Did I chop you? It has nothing to do with chop, but uh, it has everything to do with learning a craft that I was hard-headed, and I was like, what the fuck is he doing? Did I yell at you? No, you ain't. Because like, like, when I broke in, my main thing was, like, these were my guys that I looked up to was Bret Hart, Kurt Angle, you know, Taz. I, I look up to them. But no, but I'm I'm talking about the the no nonsense, ha ha, straight wrestle. And then you say, "Cower, 
I don't know who the why, <laughs> why, and, and and then you was mad, <laughs> you was mad because I didn't want a collar. <laughs> I can believe it. It's working the gimmick, brother. We were having a student match, and he was like, You need, I'm like, I'm not gonna cower. My whole forte is fucking throwing people around. Why am I gonna cower? <laughs> you're, you're, asking, you're asking a big man to cower, bro? I'm short, but I was stocky, you know, and built. At the time, yeah. unlike this sludge but that you have at, in front at the of time, you, at the time, a lot of times when you look and think, depends on who the baby. I'm, I'm guessing I was a baby. No, uh, we we was just uh, learning the craft, okay. and, and we was at the school, and you told me the cow. I looked at you like you fucking yeah, insane. yeah, because there's like sometimes you know, well sometimes uh Dennis like bump and feed whatever uh uh like okay guy gets up. Uh, arm drag, hip toss, and you're going for a close punch. The guy and the guy cowers out the ring. He 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 bills out the ring, you know, it, it, to it, take a breather. Uh, uh yeah, yeah, yep. It, it, it was it's more, because that guy's blown up. No, no. What you did was you fucking ran back, <laughs> ran back to the corner on your knees. You you, you waddled back to the corner on your knees oh. and, uh, and hugged my leg. I'm like, that's what you need to do. I'm like. Bro, I am not going to be on my knees. Oh, it, it was one of them. So you didn't explain it to me. Yes, yes, that's like, that's a comedy. So so that's like if I was the heel, yes. If I was the heel and whatever's going on, I'm going to carry, yeah, I'm going to carry to my partner in the corner like that. I'm going to hug him around his waist and, and you're going to be like, oh, it's okay, buddy. It's okay. See, but I wasn't smart enough. I'm like so angry. Like, like you know my fucking gimmick is you, to throw like, people around. Uh, and you want me to do what? Well, it's the thing when your opponent gets the best of you. That's the thing. It's when your opponent gets the best of you, you end up doing something like that. Dude, I was so heated that day. I, like, I, I went home like, I'm not going to fucking hug nobody's nuts. <laughs> I, was, I was mad. Hey, you want to get ahead of business? You want to get booked, right? You better hug all the nuts you can. <laughs> Here I am now, like, dude, I would do that spot over and over and over again. That's the easiest thing to do. I, I think, I think, <laughs> I'd rather do that than take some sick bumps. Let me tell you. Oh, yeah. You know, you know what? <laughs> I had, I, I literally had fun helping train guys at IWA, uh, at the Cruel School. Um, you know, we had guys like Leppy was there. Uh, he was a little short guy. He, he wasn't even Irish, but he was playing the role of an Irishman. And uh, and we had him doing some high flying stuff. Uh, Debbie, Debbie, like like chopped the shit out of her. She she wanted to get trained like like, like the guys. She, she, she's the uh, stiffest person I've been in the ring. If with. you remember, uh, uh, Debbie Sue, psycho bitch, yes. psycho bitch. Yes. Oh my god, I, Debbie Sue, fuck that. Yeah, I, yeah. Oh. I, <laughs> nope, I'm yeah. fucking good. She chopped me in a battle royal. You're welcome. I, and I thought I shit myself, okay? You, you're, you're welcome. I helped train her to chop. Bro. <laughs> uh, one of my first matches was with her, right? And the spot call for a suplex. My dumb ass forgot to bite down in time. <laughs> now, now, mind you, this is about maybe a, I'm a buck eight. Like, I'm physically fit. Not, nothing like you see now. I'm physically fit. So I gave her the Iggy on a jump. 
bad. She didn't need that shit. She did not need that shit whatsoever because I went up and I came down nearly on my neck and bit the hell up my my tongue and my teeth and cracked the molars. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, she threw me (laughs) and I gave her everything. I felt so, like, used. Yeah. Yeah, now, 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 she's that one. I gave her everything that she needed. Nothing. <laughs> now, now, you can actually see now where I said about uh, the cowering part now with Debbie. <coughs> a lot of times yeah. I worked Debbie and I was the heel. So, so I, I, I literally, even though I got offense on her, I let her beat my ass in front of crowds to see, put her over. Uh, at that time, I didn't know, uh, uh, you know. But before when the whole coward thing, that was before I mean, you know, stepped into the limelight. So that's why I was like pissed off. Like, mm-hmm. dude, you knew basically you knew I was trying to build, and you telling me, "Nah, fam, you're gonna grab a leg." Well, <laughs> but, uh, no, but you, you see know, that with I, I, I you seen that with, I know with Triple H too. You seen him do the same. He coward. Yeah, but yeah. I, know, I know now. Uh, you know, it, it's yeah. cross. Contrast to what it was, <laughs> right? Right. When training, I didn't, that, I didn't want to be that. Yeah, I didn't want to be like if I, yeah, if I knew that what I knew back then, I wouldn't have gotten my ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, but no, nah, Debbie, Debbie, uh, one of the stiffest people I've ever been in a ring with, and oh, that's God, saying yeah. that, that's saying a lot because I've been in a ring with some heavy dudes, and I love Debbie Sue. She's a sweetheart. But never, no. Like, listen, <coughs> this is when Captain Rick Adams ran a show at the place, and it was my first show for Captain Rick. And he's like, hey, it's going to be you and Miss Dixie versus Captain Rick, a.k.a. me, and Debbie Sue. All right, I'll do an intergender tag team match in the main event of the evening. Hell yeah! <laughs> Let me just tell you that I had a he- I didn't have gear yet. Now, I'll have to go on the end. I'll have to go find these shorts. He tells me literally two days the night before that I'm in a match that have gear. So I wore Adidas high tops, right? And I painted them black and red. I had a pair of jeans. I cut them in the shorts and painted skulls and the DRs and customized it. Look badass. And I came out with a leather biker jacket that was a skeleton and zipped up for the face. And I painted my face black and red. And I wore a Michael Myers hockey mask, okay? So as I'm getting my gear, I, I, I got done painting my face, and they're doing the Battle Royal, and I hear my name announced. And I'm like, whoa, 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 what? And Captain Rick goes, oh, yeah, by the way, go get your cherry pop, bitch. Like, All right, cool. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to go screw some people up. Let's do this. <laughs> Let me tell you, that was not what they had in mind. They had in mind for me to get my ass whooped. Me and some people went chop the chop. Jack Molson chopped me, and I thought I died. Mark Mess chopped me. I thought I died. Debbie Sue chopped me, and I thought I shit myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I want to apologize to everyone watching. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at my other screen. It's still looking blurry from my end. Yeah, it's still in there. It's like. Yeah, I was it's saying, I was saying on, on my main screen, it's clear as day. It's clear. But on my other one, yes. it's like it's in and out, like you guys just said. But the audio, I hope the audio is perfect. No, audio is fine. On my oh, screen. yeah, the audio is great. 
but uh yeah like uh i i really enjoyed helping uh train uh not 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 just iwa i i went uh i did a little something at blackball i i did uh some stuff down um uh, uh with jojo when he had the ring in his in, in his yard at the time uh so and like once in a while i step foot in like the dungeon you know every once in a while you know but no, i haven't done that in a while and and even at Fort at Fort Noxious, I stopped. I I stepped in like a couple times, just you know, just small little tweaks here and there. Whether it's lock up and chain and stuff like that, nothing, nothing major. Just, just little, even about selling, even about selling. So right. like I really, I really like the 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 training aspect. But I like the old school aspect of it because I'm not gonna teach. I'm not gonna go out there and teach these guys these big, long, high flying, whatever spot fists, whatever. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna start right. from the ground up. And like every little motion is gonna be there's a reason for everything. Just even from the lockup itself, the way positioning, your footing, uh, the way your the way your heads, depending on your size of you and your opponent, who's bigger, who's taller, who's shorter, whatever, how you should be positioned. Um, you know, and I really look forward to opening up a school of my own. Which we talked about on the show already. I said about. Yeah, I was gonna say, up, so what do you I, have for I, the I, future I, there? I said about opening up uh, Body Slams Pro Wrestling Training Center, which, which uh, I already got the okay. I, I I got the okay for it. Like, like I said, uh, I, I I I spoke to Damian Kane. Uh, you see the pictures online of, of, of me and him together yeah. recently. When when he was finally back up in PA after 25 years, he gave me his blessings as being like the only student that's still working the business somewhat that I have full permission to bring back to school as well as the company he ran that name of All Star Wrestling Federation AWF if I wanted to. So I got I got the go ahead and that that that's all I wanted because he wasn't up this way for 25 years. He wasn't up here. So I talked to him online, but I ra- I, I, I want to hear it from him face to face. And when I finally got that recognition and give me that okay, now for others, for a certain other person who we talked about earlier, will try to badmouth me and say this and that. Well, fuck you. I got the okay to go ahead. It's mine now, bitch. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So. So if if by chance it comes up and running, I I have the rights to use that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so so that works out for me. Um, yeah, dude. If you, if you start taking people to train, but here, here here's the difference though. What <laughs> what Look, I want to do is I I wanted to be a like a after school thing. I want to help yeah. uh, kids. Uh, like kids in high school, there's kids who love wrestling who don't get to share it because their friends might look down on it. There are yep. kids who are doing not just wrestling, even if they're doing other aspects of, of, of the wrestling business, as far as there's creative writing, they they could be writers for our shows. Yep. There's people, All right? Uh, 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 videographers yeah, who can do video, video editing, photographers, for, photographers, graphic designers. All that stuff that they're learning in school, they can use uh, uh, the wrestling school as a, a as a platform as a platform to practice 
what they're <clears> learning <throat> in school and take it back to school and use it as part of credit that they can use uh, in school oh, to their teachers. So, and like, like I said, on top of that, they, they, they don't have to be just hanging out on the streets or sitting home, hanging online, playing video games, nothing against video games or nothing like that. Uh, but yeah, it, it'll give them something and, and they can be creative too. And who knows at the same time, they can be the next stars. They, they can be the next Dylan Frymore who's working with AEW and DDP yoga. They could be the next, right. um, uh, uh, um, uh, Bill After, George Napolitano, they could be the next, you know, whatever within the wrestling business that does stuff other than wrestle, you know. Right. You know, they could be that person. So that, that I'm I'm just trying to give back. And like I said, and by chance, if we do get some wrestlers or managers or commentators out of the mix too at the same time, hey, hopefully they grow and they pass it on. Uh after they're done to another gen generation who's looking to learn the craft because I don't want yeah. it to just die with me. Jojo, she's doing photography. Uh, my, 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 my grandkids, they're taking an interest in learning. So continue my legacy, the body slams legacy, this and that, uh, you know, Continue happy birthday, Killer Kowalski, too, because it was his birthday, and Killer Kowalski was Damian Kane's trainer. So we have that legacy of Kowalski to Kane to me, and then whoever's underneath me, whoever take whatever knowledge that I have, even if it's just a little bit, even just a little bit. You come from my right. brain, something you come from the tree, <laughs> the tree of Tio you come from. I gave you a little bit. <laughs> Even just a little bit. Coward. Coward. Just that, just that first sentence. You, you know, <laughs> you know I, I, I want to say yes, but that whole growing shit. You come from my loins. No, I don't, son. No. Honestly, when when somebody asks me who are my trainers in this wonderful world <laughs> of ours, I always say three names. I always say three names and them three I'm, names. I'm, I'm going to go first. You're going to say rapid fire Maldonado. Yes. Number one right there. Cause he had a great hand in, in what he does. Um, he, he was my, uh, beat me down daddy and basically just hurt me. Uh, second will be Tommy golden. Cause nobody wants to play with Tommy in the ring except me. And you know that that Bill's character, like you, you, you trying to work or try to get to a plateau where people work like Tommy and people are scared of getting in the ring with him. I'm like, bro, you're gonna have a bunch of other people just like this man. Why are you not getting in and, the ring with him? And Tommy trained at the Monster Factory. And like for real, they. Develop fucking pros with, with with Larry at the time though he was with Larry Sharp at the time though, you know. And then Chio, Chio, I'm nobody. Chio blessed me with insights and mentalities. Sometimes he can go a little bit ape shit on his '80s craze, and I hate it. But he has <laughs> he, he has this wealth of knowledge that's you can't you can't buy. You you need it. So these are my trainers. This is who I train. Uh, Steve Carino, but he only came by like three times. But 
you know, the school was named after him. Uh, but beside that, you know, it, it, it's these guys. These are these are the guys that basically gave me life in this business. Because without them, there would be no T. Reyes or Tony Rage or whatever the fucking gimmicks they want to give me. <laughs> but uh, he's the leader of the old school. <laughs> but but yeah, these are my three trainers, and I thank you for it, Dave. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. You know, you know, you, you know, and I was I always told you, you know, uh, you're like I just don't come from your loins. Damn it. Damn it. I, can, I can tell you one reason why my my love for pro wrestling never really like went went too far into the point of wanting to wanting to like actually do it. Had one trainer. Pat. I think Mikey knows who I'm talking. Yep. Yep. That was like that giveaway. She said Mikey knows. They all know. First time, first time I ever go to do a sunset flip, I almost break my goddamn neck. <laughs> Real quick story. Brushing up on Tommy. Tommy go to Monster Factory. That man is up and go, up and go, up and go. I'm learning. Now, I'm a rookie. Greenhorn. This is a motherfucking roll-up. Straight-up roll-up. And I got concussed. Cause he did it oh. so fast and hard. Oh, just... I went my my net back and started seeing little dots. I'm oh. like, what the fuck? Eee. It was a roll up, a roll up. So unless you know the like everybody like, oh, it's a roll up. This is, depending on who the hell you working, professional either... know how to do, do this yeah. real quick. Cause when I got rolled up, he snapped back up for the next spot in the. In in the training, I didn't get up, so I'm like, "Hi, I'm looking at the stars," <laughs> and, and Raf is yelling at me, like, "What's going on?" I'm like, I can't get up because I, I I see things. I'm sorry, guys, I have to interrupt. Third quarter, twenty eight fourteen, Bucks. Ugh. Again, not Killing surprised me. that the Eagles are getting spanked. <laughs> Killing me, bro. Killing me. But, uh, I but yeah, I, I I got beat up on a roll up, <laughs> like concussed on on a basic little roll up. I have three uh, fun uh, stories that I could tell really fast. All right, first one first That's one scary. was the sunset flip story. First one was the sunset sunset flip story during. <laughs> okay, that one's done already. Second one was the first <laughs> match I actually did with Pat with like his friends and stuff. I was a referee, and I had to do a chair shot spot to the back. When they oh, hit me, the part the part of the top of it that you rest your back on where like the curve is, yeah, caught me on the back of my arm here, and I had a bruise that covered my entire tricep for a week. I'm sure your mom wasn't happy. <laughs> but I was, but I was like, how did that happen? Went, oh, from a from a from a folding chair. And she went. She literally stopped the car and goes, "Oh, what?" I'm like, yeah, like that. <laughs> me and my buddies did some wrestling stuff. She went, "Oh," and just kept driving. <laughs> Because I used to always do the, do the stuff in the house with like my brothers and stuff, like on like the yeah. couches and whatnot. So like, it wasn't unexpected for of me to like go out and do that. Um, the third one, uh, in the middle of a match, uh, we do the we do the uh, oh my goodness, he picked up the big guy and did a sidewalk slam on him spot. 
I landed too flat and knocked all of the wind out of my body. <laughs> he said, I'm laying there and he's, he's like, like we're make, we're doing the cell, like it's it's been a long match that so we're worn out. He comes over and he goes, dude, are you good? I go, just do a quick pin spot. I need a second. Then <laughs> <laughs> I kick out and roll over and I go, oh, God. <clears throat> Get right back up 10 seconds later, finish. Second title in three matches. First one, first one, first match for Pats. Uh, well, it just, this seems to be a common theme of Pepsi Pat, if you're, you're or yeah. I'm sorry, Frankie Frizzo, if you're watching. Uh, you know, I know that Dennis has beaten you two times already. Gio, have you uh, had the opportunity to beat the snot yeah. Frankie Frizzo? Yeah. <laughs> Me and T beat his ass in a tag team match. Bro, I've been, reti- I've been retired for like 10 plus years, and I'm found out I have a win against him. I don't know. Listen, listen. <laughs> Did, T's not in the one group. Or no, T, are you in the Devereux Sports one page at all? Yeah, I don't go because they they be yapping a lot and uh, Listen, uh, all they all they do is talk about sports. What the hell? Mister Frizzo decided he wanted to do a little promo off on me on fantasy football today on Voice, and let me just oh, say that I shot back and beat that bitch's ass in a promo off. <laughs> I'm gonna go back and play this. By the video, way, there's dirt behind him. And I said he should dial eight one one to dig a hole to find the loss that he's gonna get in fantasy football. <laughs> it was the funniest All stuff right. ever. All right, gentlemen, we've been on this for an hour and thirty four minutes live. So, uh, well. Do, do you have any other questions for me by chance? Personally, Besides, I don't. I just want to thank you for all your contributions to everything you've done for me I, I and appreciate for that. this business, whether people see it or not. So I want to say thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, and uh, I want to. I want to echo. I want to echo the same sentiments as Team Man. Aside from that, you know, just what you brought to this this podcast. It was just one of those things that Pat and I were like. Yeah, maybe we should do it. We don't know for sure. And then I just one day was like, bro, how many people do you know in this business? And he went, a few. I was like, you mean to tell me that none of them can give you at least maybe two hours of your free of their free time to just talk about the thing that they love? Like, I, I was, I was like, look at me, okay? Like, I do, I, I, I at the time I was like, I'm doing so much stuff during the week. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Like, well, you, can, well, you gotta realize, you, 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 you gotta realize uh, when. When guys like me, Dennis, and T are in the business for so long, uh, especially when you're constantly involved in it, like me and Dennis per se, uh, sometimes you get tired of talking about wrestling. Like you get fans or whoever coming up and they want to talk to you. Like okay, the first couple minutes good, but when they drag it out and they keep, you're like, oh, talk about something else, please. Right, like you want to take a a break from it. It's like, I hate reading. Uh, why don't you talk about a book? Because I hate reading, but still, I, I don't want to talk about wrestling anymore. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, uh, thank you, Austin. I appreciate, I, I appreciate the kind words uh, for, for us not knowing each other uh, long. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, am, I am glad for, for the last 27 years 
since I was 18. Uh, even though I started before that, you know, doing other stuff. But uh, I, I, I usually go off from my debut date. Uh, so for the last 20, 27 years, whatever little bit that I had the opportunity to contribute to help further other guys' careers in any little bit of way, even as just advice or even uh, help people at their shows, even when I'm not booked or I, or, or, or I go above and beyond not, not looking for a handout or, or not looking for a favor of return. And I just do things just for the hell of it. Uh, and that's, and, and, and that's the misconception. Uh, you know, some people think when I do stuff for companies and stuff like that, I'm looking for something in return. Uh, like it's, for me, it's gratitude. I I, I want to see people succeed. I want to see companies thrive. Uh, like, like for instance, Outbreak. Like I, you know, I charge all these other companies, um, you know, a certain fee when I do sound. Uh, fortunately, you know, uh, you know, Outbreak's right here in my backyard. Uh, uh, Jared Strunk. I, I believed in him. I believed in his product, he, even when he was with uh with. AXW and they split ways and he decided to open up outbreak on um himself you know i i uh i i donate my time and with all the work i put in setting up the staging area if i have to whatever you know i i try my best my my damnedest uh to help everybody out just a couple weeks ago i helped another company in new jersey where i was already booked for somewhere else but I ended up showing up, helping them out by setting up my equipment early at their show, going to the other show, doing that one, leaving that show, coming back to their show when my stuff's already set up. So all I had to do was plug my laptop in and make sure they had the lineup for me. So I try to help everybody out the best that I can, the best of my ability. I'm not really looking, like I said, for a handout, but if it presents itself and I can make an extra buck or something like that, hey, great. It's going to go to gas, tolls, uh, equipment that I that, that that I upgrade my equipment to make it better, more uh, new right. wires, cables, uh, whether it's programs. Uh, some of the money goes to my my daughter for 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 her for for her uh, photography, photography stuff. Work. Yeah, her equipment. Her program she used to help edit. So yeah, I'm not just taking the money and and and, and pocketing. And it's you know, like I said, it's going through all that stuff. Plus for like food for the travel and stuff like that. And all right, and and, and you know, and um, and and one final note, you know, uh, you know, like I said, as is on record already. You know, I uh, I want to go and thank again. Uh, Jeff Ripley and Damian Kane for for opening body slams at the time and and uh, and welcoming me in and training and I want to thank the guys at the at uh at the dungeon. Uh, well, it was at the time it was Dio's dungeon. It was Ripley. They they opened the doors even though I was young and I was like the gopher and doing this and that. And you know, I met Mark Mess and them guys there and and Dirty D's there and why I, I met. A lot of guys along the way, Dave Curley, referee. Uh, and it, it wasn't for those uh, schools. Uh, I, I probably uh, would would 
will be doing something totally different. I probably would not even be in uh, the business. And and you, you know what? I'm I'm gonna hate to say this, but uh, like I just you know I, I'll just say thank you to Ray Torres only for one thing, and that was for showing me what that 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 there is wrestling school out there and what independence was. Other than that, I would not have known at the time what a wrestling school was or independent. Other, other, other than that, um, you, you know, uh, going forward, right. if if he ever says he trained me and stuff, don't take it for a grain of salt. All he did was show me the door, and I did the rest. I kicked the door down, and I did the rest on my own. Pretty much with the help of others, uh, guys like Flex Wheeler, guys like Bad Crew. I love being in the ring with them. Dirty D's there and Wise. Even yo, I'm about to go on record. Even say Rock and Rebel. Even he helped me out too. You know, you know, even you know, even though the situation is what it is, what went down with him, but he, he, even he, uh, throughout the years, um, uh, stuck his neck out for me and. Shows I'm not on. He told promoters to put me on the show. This now he always took care of me. So like that's that's you know. But I, uh, other than that, like I'm I, I stay humble. I keep to myself really, and I just try to help everyone out. You know the 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 best that I can. The the best that I can. If I can't, if by chance by some reason if I can't help you out for whatever reason, I might know someone or know someone who, who might know some who can help you out and uh. I really don't have uh, any more, any much more I can say here, she, unless, uh, unless you guys is. have questions. Uh, do 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 you have your pod deck out of cards for questions? No, any random questions? Any these guys? Uh. Any any bullshit questions? Uh. Yeah, I have one. Here's a bullshit question. Okay, all right. When was it? When was it when your balls dropped in wrestling? What? When my balls drop, balls drop in wrestling. <laughs> when I got shot on for no reason. <laughs> wait, 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 was that for him or me? It was that was for Gio, but I'll take it. <laughs> oh. Uh, well, he's saying he got shot on for no reason, so I'm gonna try to go off of something like what he said. Uh, I'm gonna say when. People try to go into business for themselves on you, and you just brush it off and walk away like nothing. Because that's, that's what's one thing uh, da- 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 Damien taught me. Uh, he said back in the day, uh, guys are going to try to take advantage of you, beat will. the piss out of you. Uh, you know, yeah, he said, he said it probably hurt like hell, but at the end of the match, when the guy's trying to see some – uh, some emotion out of you. Hey, how was the match, man? It was great. No, dude, it was great. It was perfect. It was beautiful, man. Yo, dude, you were... And, and that's what happened to me. Guys try to uh, take advantage of me, and their face just dropped when I'm telling them, dude, man, I'm like, that was so light, man. You could have been a hell of a lot stiffer than that, you know? I'm like, you know, just pretty much just telling them, your shot didn't mean shit to me. So, All right. Look, I love when guys say, man, I, I got shot on the ring, but their shots weren't really that shit. They were kind of lame. 
and the person standing right behind them. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> first off, we all saw that you you fucking shot on him first, and that dude literally gave it back. Yeah. And you're talking shit, and the dude's right behind you, and you don't know. <laughs> but the locker room's like, this is going to be great. <laughs> Wait until he turns Bruh. around. <laughs> hey, man, how you doing? Bro, <laughs> I got shot on with elbows. Forms to, and I'm trying to sell it completely. I gave the dude a low blow. He kept on hitting me. I'm like, what the fuck? So I, I was like, whatever. I want. I'm going to eat this shit up. Drag. I drug him to the corner. Literally, drug him to the corner. Tug out. Went to Rebel. Like, what the fuck? Rebel's like, good shit. I'm like. What the fuck? How was that good shit? Like, what the fuck did I do? And I'm like, all right, whatever. He got to the back. I ain't, yeah, I grabbed and hugged him. Hugged him tight. Really tight. Really, really tight. Said, good shit. Good shit. Shit hit me harder. Good shit. And his, like he said, his word, he was like this. Like, he didn't know what to say. He didn't know what to say. Like, dead ass. That's because they think they got the best of you, and they didn't. No. Right. As for the females, we no sold that shit. Uh, yeah, just one final note. I just want to say thank you to all the companies that, uh, after I stopped wrestling, that still... Um, uh, took an interest in me who's still provided, even though, like I said, even though I do have services, but still, uh, giving me the opportunity to con to continue to be a part of the business, even when I'm not in ring working. Uh, I mentioned recently online that, uh, that I am tempted to return to managing maybe, maybe, Maybe after 2022, maybe 2023. I don't, I don't know. Maybe just don't take any more bookings and just finish up the ones I got and, and then start managing again. So I probably wouldn't be doing sound. But like I said, all the dates that I currently have, I'm going to definitely keep. I'm going to honor them. So I'm, I'm debating. I'm debating. Uh, I, I tried to see what companies who would uh, accept me to come work with them. Uh, there was, don't we fighting? There was some, <laughs> some that didn't even respond, which I'm not surprised to, you know, of who I work with currently. So I'm not sweating it. So if the, so if it happens where I do return and they don't want to use me, then I knew the, I, I guess I knew I really didn't mean shit to them. So. But uh, yeah, like uh, but but my main but but my main shout out goes back to GSW. After I was done, they could have put me out the pastures. Uh, uh they kept using me for the next couple years, and 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 we did some good ass business. And uh, that's great. Could, and I believe you can find a lot of their stuff on IWTV as well as me managing, which I have a flash drive right now that I've been uh recording a whole bunch of my ma my, my managerial stuff which i 
plan on posting. So I think Austin, yeah, I think Austin had a blackout. No, but uh, yeah, we're uh, it's one one hour and forty eight minutes, and uh, we didn't talk about any other wrestling out there besides uh what we're bullshitting here. So that's fine. That that you know what I I had a good time. That is part of the crazy world of wrestling, as you would say, Gio. (laughs) Maybe next time we'll get a chance to ask uh Mikey about his days of wrestling. That's going to be a short segment. Okay, so then we can cram Mikey, Austin, and T all in one show. Really? Wow, Look, you gave that. Like, huh? I get a show. I get a part of a segment. The life oh, and times of Tony Reyes. Uh, the rise and fall. <laughs> no, wait, the 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 rise and fall of Austin, the referee, with a chair it's shot. It's like a VH1 Hollywood story, but just clips. All right, Gio, it has been great getting to know more of you. It really has. Oh, trust uh, me, there there is definitely a lot more we did not cover. We were just picking and choosing whatever this this here pretty much was a last minute on the fly thing uh today because like I said, we uh we had a res- we have to reschedule uh Brittany for another date since uh she couldn't make it tonight. So yeah, this like I said, there, there's a lot more to my story that people don't know. Uh, right, uh, and going but, clubbing with T. Reyes. Yes, Tommy yes. Oh my God, <laughs> clubbing with T. Reyes. No, no, no. That needs to stay. T. Reyes and T. <laughs> you know what? For us to get into that story, we have to get Tommy Golden on the show. Yes. Oh dear God. <laughs> and 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 a drunk, a drunk T. A, a drunk T. Reyes. At a Center City bar in Philadelphia, one of just wants to punch somebody in the mouth because he don't like their smile. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, but that's a story for another he, time. He was looking at me really hard, like I wasn't about that life, <laughs> and I'm like, just because I'm happy. Sounds like me. an old Dave Schultz kind of thing. You know? Oh no, no, that oh, that night, funny. Uh, that night, I was ready to fucking. Brawl, especially when I couldn't find my other brother, who who mm-hmm. went missing, didn't know he was on the pussy excavate. <laughs> but yeah, that's a story for another time. We definitely have to try to get a hold of Tommy Golden and get his ass on here because he has a nice story to tell, I believe. Uh, but uh, guys, you guys uh, know a lot of people, that's for sure. <laughs> we try not to, but they just keep coming out the woodwork. Or they say you owe us money for a booking. Yeah. Uh, uh, anybody cheap plugs or anything like that? Wait, we're gonna get Austin to do the show plugs. Yes, since we read all since, the first things. since we did it at the top of the hour, I'm Austin sorry. can you close it and you do the <coughs> Spanish thing too. Wait, no, 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 no. Mikey gets to do the affiliates if he knows how to. The uh, oh, the, the uh... affiliates. I will look. Why he does that, I'm gonna hop off because I gotta get up at 4 30 in the morning. So Thank gentlemen, you, Dennis. have a good night. Thank I'm you, Dennis. He's T. Punch yeah. him in the face. That'd be great. Just saying. No, 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 no. no. This is the moneymaker. 
I don't know about that. One. <laughs> twenty that's, bucks or twenty bucks. That's, that's almost like when Pat said he was busy at work, standing around. But hey, <laughs> I do the same thing. I'm busy at work, standing around. No, you're busy come sitting in. down. All right, Dennis. Thank you. <laughs> Peace out, brother. All right, uh, Austin. Let's give a shout out to our Devro sports teams and go. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, just uh, you know, follow follow all, all the guys on uh on, on social media, Facebook, Twitter, uh, all the shows, YouTube's. We got a uh, oh, this one has the microphone in it, doesn't it? Uh, okay. So, um. Yeah, uh, Gobbler Inc., Sullivan Squad, Scrapple Boys, uh, the old school show, the uh, Combat Misfits, uh, and I think that's everyone. All right, let me break he it down for, to he you. Forgot, he forgot sports. He, he, Monday, he Sullivan Squad. Up, let me stop him. You thought you forgot about the wrestling shows. <laughs> Thursday Night Slam. Well, they're, Slam they're, they're, they're watching us right now. <laughs> Well, you still got to put it out there, though. You're right. But uh, You're it's, right. All, it's all good, though. See, but I got the days and times that everyone is. So is it's on. Monday, the Solemn Squad at 6 p.m. Tuesdays, the old school show at 6.30 p.m. Wednesdays, Combat Misfits at 6 p.m. Thursdays, Thursday Night Slam, 9.05 Eastern Time. Saturday, Scrapper Boys, 9 a.m. Who's awake to see that shit? Sundays, <laughs> Gobbler Inc. 9 a.m. Same thing. Who gets up on the weekend? 9 a.m., man. Gobbler Inc. Combat, Combat Misfits, 10 a.m. Lord. Breakfast and by this time, they're going to wake me up. Oh, my God. Impromptu shows is pop-up pipe bombs. We could pop up anywhere at your local grocery market, your mama's house. We don't know, but we're going to pop up somewhere. <laughs> Officials, affiliates, affy people, people of the affies of the podcast. Tornado Podcast with Anthony Blackwell and Andy Heather. 2200 Wrestling Podcast. 2322. 23, I'm sorry. I'm dyslexic. <laughs> Uh, with Dave Heder and Dave B- and DB Richards, right? Dyslexic, I told you. Uh, conversation. Wait, no, Mikey, Mikey, our Spanish conversation. I knew I was gonna. I knew I was. How the hell? I know normally curse, but I knew I was gonna fuck that up. If you love wrestling, it's Lucha Libre. Lucha, Lucha Libre. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, there we go. There we go. I'm dyslexic, too. Can you pronounce your names <laughs> with Daniel Mercado and Emmanuel Berrios? That's going to take some practice. And we got our newest <laughs> Backstabbers Wrestling The Backstabbers Wrestling Podcast. It's just a while. So, and no, that doesn't mean they're all heels. I, I, I definitely want to apologize to our viewers out there. For the uh, for uh, the cluster, the manhandling of tonight's show, like I said, it was pretty much impromptu. Well, not impromptu. We were scheduled to be on. It was just uh, it was a last minute change up in uh, who's going to be interviewed, and it, unfortunately, it was we me. We had fun. It was me, but we had fun. We conversated. Yeah, it was a great, great show. Uh, I got to talk. I 
I got to talk trash where I didn't want to talk trash. So, but there's always a difference between talking trash on a person and and uh, wait, uh, talking shit on a person and talking about a person who's shitty. So, with that being said, uh, this is the Body Slams podcast, and this is Thursday Night Slams. Thank you for I'm- Dave's hundredth birthday <laughs> in this wrestling community. I, I, I appreciate everybody out there who stuck who stuck with us, uh, who's watching, who's, who's still sticking with me through these uh, uh, years of of wrestling that I contributed, and uh, and I want to thank these Michelle gentlemen. Michelle from Ohio, he will receive a hundred dollars worth of back checks from child support when Dave was working on the Kid Extreme. I never worked on Michelle. What? Who? What? She knows. <laughs> she knows. No more <laughs> Mary Babette says no more show. What? <laughs> what? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, you're going to have to find out uh, when you yeah, get off. We'll find out. When you get off and she's going to smack the hell out of you. <laughs> <laughs> because, because that's all you. That's all you, bro. That's all of you. Uh, Austin, thank you again for tuning in. Uh, we're, we're actually looking to put together a nice team between the three of yous and maybe a fourth person, I don't know, for Breakfast and Body Slams on the Sundays. But we're going to see how these Sundays go for the next two months then once we start it. But right. I, uh, me, me and Dennis really want to put a team together. That way we can branch off and they don't have to see me and Dennis all the time. So that way me and Dennis can focus on the pop-up ones as well as the Thursday night interviews where then the rest of you can just talk straight wrestling for the week, whatever comes up. So that, that, um, like I said, I I had one person in mind, but Sundays ain't good for him. So we gotta, I like to find someone who's, who's, who's just as young as, uh, Austin there. Cause he's pretty young, you know, who, 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 who has his ear to the, uh, ground and, and what's going on in the world of wrestling. I'm giving you a compliment. Shut the hell up and take it. Okay, old ass Austin. Uh, listen, listen. It, it, this show should not close off with you closing off. We already ended up with the 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 plugs. The plugs as I say it. Okay, so whoever wants to close the show off between you. I'm going to do this dumb shit. You know why? Because we love you, Pat. And we understand that cursing is a part of this. Anywho, thank you for everybody here <laughs> in the Thursday Night Slam cast. Dennis is already gone, so he can't bitch about anything. Mikey, you have anything left to say? Uh, we got that air. No, uh, <laughs> no, it was great doing the show. Chio, thank you for letting me do the interview and people actually get to hear, you know, me ask questions. Uh, put me to the test. I hope that I, I stood up to the plate for you. <laughs> uh, Austin, anything? Um, uh, aside from just the usual stuff that I always say, the standard, that, you know, follow everybody on different sports and stuff. Um, if, if you're able, uh, you know, adopt an animal. 
my, my dog's a rescue. She's, she's, she's amazing. She's, she's been, it's been the great two years of my life having this little dog. You guys saw her earlier during the interview. Um, you know, if you I can, donate, if you can, uh, donate to the, uh, American Cancer Research Society. Um, I found out recently that, uh, my father <clears throat> was, uh, diagnosed not too long ago with, uh, esophageal cancer and, uh, he's, he's begun his treatments for that and everything. So, um, he's very close. I'm very, I have a very close relationship with my father and, uh, it's definitely, um, it's, it's been a hard thing for me to process. I, I don't imagine what it's doing for him. Um, but yeah, tons of people lose so, so many people, so many people they have close relationships with to, to all types of cancer and, uh, just help trying to find some sort of a cure to, to try and, you know, not have to deal with that kind of a heartbreak is paramount. Um, and then, you know, aside from that, you know, just be awesome to each other, you know, like life is short, to, <clears throat> life is too short to, to consistently hold grudges, you know, um, you just gotta, sometimes you just gotta learn to let go, move on, forget, forget. And it, if, if you can do that, things get so much easier. All right. And finally, the man of the hour, the man with the power. The man with the executive suite to the White Tower. Dave, Teal, Kid Extreme, and that Arabian gimmick you. Kalim Rizali. I don't want to remember ever. Do you have any words before I wrap it up? Nah, just uh, everyone just uh, get Vax, mask up, Vax up. Um, be safe, stay humble, pay it forward. Uh, because you, ne- you never know, uh, it could, um, come back right to you in the, in the end, in the long run, you know, you do good for people out there. It's going to show and, 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 uh, hopefully you get blessed in return tenfold and that's it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. This week's episode of Body Slams Podcast, Thursday Night Slam. It is I. The Prime Show. T Reyes. What my co-host. Chill. 24-7 Frost. Mikey the Saint Bernard. Austin, I'm not sure what your gimmick is. (laughs) Some dude. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening and take care and of each other's. Adopt, don't shop. I love you guys. Call somebody if they need help. Peace. Wow. Peace. Peace. Let's see how fast this broadcast can end. That's a wrap. Why it's still ending? Yeah, we're pretty still much ending. done here. I'm holding it like a freeze frame in a sitcom. No, Come on, right. Clark, carry the ass up. Hey. <laughs>